Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 367th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, it's not every show that we have breaking news right off the top, but today we have, which is that it was just announced moments ago that Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, will have season-ending elbow surgery. He just made a normal throw yesterday, no contact, nobody near him, and he instantly grabbed his elbow, and that was that. So season-ending knee surgery, elbow surgery, excuse me, for Big Ben. And the face of the NFL for this season changed yesterday, now with this news of Ben out for the season. And then Drew Brees in the national game against the Rams yesterday. Uh, he hurt his thumb on a pass. He hit Aaron Donald's hand, and <laughs> it's probably like hitting a brick wall. And it, I heard just within the past hour or two that looks like he is going to have thumb surgery, which is going to put him out for six weeks for both quarterbacks. It was on their throwing hand, both right-handed, and both injuries occurred uh, for Ben on his right arm on the elbow and for Drew Brees on his right hand. So, boy, again, the uh, this is seismic news across the board. Uh, more so for the Steelers since Ben will be out for the season, and uh, it's clearly the low light of the week. I usually don't start with the low light, but these are low lights because two of the best quarterbacks in the game, veterans, older, you don't know how an injuries, what these types of injuries can mean for them long-term. Ben's out for the season, but Drew Brees is supposedly out for six weeks, but it's a thumb injury on his throwing hand that could linger. We, uh, I'm sure many of you saw him attempt to pick up a football on the sideline yesterday in the Coliseum in L.A., immediately following the injury, and he wasn't even close to being able to pick up a football off the ground on the sidelines. And the Steelers are already uh, 0-2. They lost their home opener yesterday to go 0-2, losing to the Seahawks. Um, And this season, which was supposedly starting off with a clean slate with the uh, malcontents, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, both shipped out of town. Um, but it's not turning out that way, even with Big Ben. Uh, they got uh, pummeled uh, last weekend uh, up here in New England in the opener. I was there, and it was a beatdown. And it just appears, and more so now, that the Steelers may simply, for the first time in what feels like forever, lacking talent, which is something we haven't said about them and. Years, um, even though that talent of A.B. and, and Le'Veon never got them to a Super Bowl, nonetheless, they were supremely talented, and now uh, I'm sure the city of Pittsburgh is just uh, shaken to the core, to put it mildly. But let's go to the highlight of the week, which was yesterday's Patriots demolition 
of the Dolphins with the Patriots looking historically good and the Dolphins looking historically bad. I think the Patriots finally put the curse of Miami to rest once and for all. Uh, they lost five of the last six. Year in, year out, it seems. They go down there and they look like, they just don't look like the team that we see every other week of the year. It's been crazy. Um, but the Dolphins were so bad, uh, they made it easy yesterday. And, uh, of course, Antonio Brown made his debut with uh, four catches for, I believe, 56 yards and a touchdown. And uh, it gets easy, just almost not that easy, but still pretty easy for the Patriots where next up are the Jets this coming Sunday at Gillette Stadium. And the Jets, of course, are without... Sam Darnold, uh, Jets quarterback who has mononucleosis, uh, highly unusual uh, for an NFL quarterback. And uh, so, boy, you throw in Sam Darnold now with Big Ben and Drew Brees, and you're talking, again, the face of the NFL is really uh, changing already for this season. We haven't even completed week two. Um couple oddities. Uh, well, yesterday, I mean, as good as the offense was, 43 nothing. Uh, that defense, pitching a shutout, uh, was just incredible uh, effort. They have now given up uh, no points in the first half in four straight games, starting with the AFC Championship game out in Kansas City, Super Bowl, of course, over the Rams, last week versus the Steelers. And yesterday versus the Dolphins, uh, they threw a shutout yesterday. They had two pick sixes, and uh, last week uh, gave up three to the Steelers in the Super Bowl, gave up three to the Rams, and of course the Chiefs became the Chiefs in the second half of the AFC Championship game in that epic, epic game. Um, but what the Patriots defense is going is doing is looking. Uh, unbelievable and hard to say this, but the defense may be the stronger, strongest part of that team as in over the offense, which looked amazing yesterday as well. Uh, I'm here in Boston. We're already hearing talk of 19 and 0. And can you imagine if they ever uh, got to the Super Bowl undefeated with a chance to complete an undefeated season as well as becoming, which would mean they would be the first team ever to win seven Super Bowls. The Steelers and Patriots are currently tied at six. And at the end of the game, in one of the easiest touchdown passes you ever see, as the announcer said when it happened, James White, Patriots running back, caught a, uh, caught a pass out in the flat at around the 15 and literally walked in, not unlike Jamie Collins, basically, jogged down the field as opposed to running with his pick six but James White um, tonight I will be covering and he is hosting uh, the 10th annual Sweet Feet for Strikes Celebrity Bowling Tournament just right up the road from me I've been started by Jared Mayo who then turned it over to James White and uh one of my favorite events of the year, every year, again, 10, 15 minutes from where I'm standing right now. A lot of Patriot players turn out for it, big time, uh, for this great bowling tournament. And Tom Brady has uh, come in the in past years on a couple of occasions, and a lot of the big names typically show up. They really support each other up here, the Patriots going to each other's celebrity and foundation events. So really, really looking forward to that. And James White is really about as likable a pro athlete as I've ever encountered. Very endearing guy, great player, and great to see him score a touchdown at the end of the game, uh, which I'm sure will put him in a great mood to host tonight's event. And, uh, and then my bizarre story of the week is the ending of that Bears Broncos game at around 7 7 30 p.m. Eastern time last night watching on red zone and it was just incredible where uh 
Joe Flacco leads them down the field. They're down a touchdown, score the touchdown. They're going to go for two. Then they have a delay of game penalty, moves them back. So they decide to kick the extra point, which would tie, tie the game, send it into overtime. Then the Broncos kicker missed the extra point. But wait, it turns out that the uh, Bears were offside, so they got another. So they moved five yards back to the original line of scrimmage, and then they went for two. They got it—a pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Thirty or so seconds left on the clock. Bears get the kickoff, move right down the field on the final play, fourth down. They needed 10, 12 yards. Uh, they completed a pass. And the clock runs to zero, but the receiver gets down and they're calling timeout. The officials put one second on the clock and then the Eddie Pinero kicks a 53-yard game-winning field goal. And the Bears reacted like they won the Super Bowl. It was an incredible ending. Uh, We all know the Bears' recent history with kickers, uh, starting with most notably the double doink last year uh, by Cody Parkey to knock them out of the playoffs and lose to, I believe, the Eagles. And ever since they got uh, rid of Robbie Gould, they haven't had the same kicking game. And uh, yesterday uh, went a long way towards showing that maybe the Bears finally have a kicker. So we shall see, uh, but good for them. It was a great, great dramatic ending and this is why we love the NFL and why we love Red Zone in particular, to be able to watch these games. And now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 866-472-5788. 
866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John. Very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And another great weekend of football. And you, of course, were in the great state of South Carolina covering the Alabama South Carolina game in Columbia, and Alabama offense continues to uh, look high-powered, and uh, how was your weekend? How was the game? Looked like a good one. Yeah, it was. I was interested to watch the Alabama team on the road, uh, league game, playing South Carolina. They have vociferous fans. There was Attendance was listed at 81,000, but there were some people missing in the seats where the Carolina fans were surprised me. But the young quarterback, Helensky, Ryan Helensky, was impressive. He had poise in the pocket, an excellent touch, and he threw with quite a bit of accuracy. And they scored some points and made it close for a while with Alabama. But Tua Tungavailoa had five touchdown passes, a career-high 444 yards. And then Devontae Smith had eight receptions, 136 yards. And Henry Rose the third, six receptions, 122 yards. So two receivers with 100-plus. And then we saw the highlight of the year, I think, for Alabama thus far. Najee Harris caught a pass on fourth down to the left side of, uh, on the sideline there. Broke a tackle. He saw the defender coming towards him, and I asked him uh, what made him think he could hurdle the defender, and he said he was looking at my feet, and it was like he was back in high school at Antioch High School in California. Leaped over the defender, then broke another tackle around the four or five-yard line, went in for the touchdown. And AP, I saw that highlight, and that was really impressive. You know, that's the guy who was the number one high school player in America when Alabama signed him a couple years ago. And, you know, he's had his moments, uh, but, boy, that was like, again, that's the guy that I think they, you know, you know, they wanted to see. And he's getting more opportunity this year than ever, given the great running backs they've had. But he's had his playing time. But that was a real serious highlight. That was special, what he did on that play. I'm sure you <laughs> thought the same thing, witnessing it in person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it reminded me of his days in high school in uh, Northern California, and that's the Najee I've been waiting to watch these last couple of years. It's his turn right now, and he only carried the ball, I think, it was seven times, John, but I hopefully I want to see Gamer against the ball, let's say, 20, 20 attempts and see what he can manage by rushing the football out. Alabama at the point of attack is still not up to par, but they'll probably get better down the road because there's talent on that offensive line. Uh, one thing, John, of note, South Carolina ran 86 plays against that Alabama defense for 459 yards. So that can't happen too many more times, the 86 plays, because they'll wear the defense out. Right, right. Um, yeah, the fact they uh, scored 23 points on them is, you, you know, that that's that's worth noting. Not many teams score 23 points on Alabama. No, so uh, Crimson Tide, their defense, I mean, they're going to give up some points. And I tell everybody all the time that the other schools, they recruit good players, outstanding quarterbacks. They've been throwing that football around since they're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And it's nothing new for them to see blitzing defenses and tight coverages. And so they're used to throwing the ball downfield and making all the various throws. So, uh you know, no longer can you have those games, Sean, where you have a defense maybe older one to seven points every game. I don't see that happening uh, going forward. No. AP, there's talent everywhere. And now when you sprinkle in the transfer portal, it's uh, even more distributed, shall we say. There are just, uh, again, you know, uh, there may be some blowout games and things like that, but, you know, there's fewer and fewer you know, easy game, shall we say. And, uh, yeah, I think it's good. You know, it's at any given moment, as we just saw last week with Army nearly knocking off Michigan in the big house, uh, you know, recreating the Appalachian State Uber upset from years ago. Um, you know, on any given Saturday, you know, it's kind of becoming 
closer and closer to college basketball, where literally on uh, on any given game, almost you know, almost anybody can beat anybody else. Um, and we're starting to see it, I think, with more and more regularity, which is a wonderful thing for all of us. Yeah, I like the competition. I like where that unscripted drama will keep you watching the TV for the entire ball game. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was good stuff, to say the least. Another game of note was uh, sticking with the SEC, of which you are an expert, was uh, Florida at Kentucky. Uh, you know, Kentucky uh, played a good game. Their, their, their stock has really risen in recent years. And then, uh, of course, Florida's uh, quarterback, Felipe Franks, be, uh, out for the year. Um, with a fairly gruesome injury. Uh, I've heard some broadcasters compared it to Joe Theismann from years ago. Uh, but he broke his ankle. But then the second-string quarterback came in and led uh, the Gators to victory in Lexington. So that was a bit of a surprise, too. So uh, as we learned in the NFL this past weekend and, and just within the past hour, uh, with Ben Roethlisberger having season-ending surgery, Drew Brees having thumb surgery, Sam Darnold having mono, uh, and now Felipe Franks on the college side out for the year. Uh, things can change in a hurry, AP. Yeah, absolutely. Football, that, that type of ball game injury is prevalent, and it happens quite frequently. So you have to be ready with your backups. Uh, the Florida uh, coach, I think he said that they have equal snaps for the first three quarterbacks. So, to his credit, the second string uh, signal caller was ready and prepared, and to win on the road in the in the SEC was huge. Huge. I watched some of that game. It was very exciting. I mean, Kentucky was really fired up. Again, they've been just you know uh, getting better and better. Uh, with each recent year, I mean, they beat Penn State, you know, in a bowl game last New Year's Day. So, uh, and they're winning some SEC games, but that was a great game to watch. It was a great crowd, and the team, Kentucky, the Wildcats, were really fired up. I mean, uh, you know, you could tell they really wanted that game. This one was special, and uh, and so for a backup quarterback to come in and win that game against a highly, highly energized Kentucky team and crowd. You know, it was pretty impressive, and it just shows that, you know, the elite schools have depth, and depth is so important, to say the least, especially at quarterback. Yeah, that's the name of the game when you're trying to get to the top, John, in, the, in football, have some depth because you're going to need it sooner or later. And uh, Florida, you mean their roster, they should never lack for depth uh, coming from that state. Correct, correct. Uh, in fact, the NFL put out its annual release. No surprise that, you know, the most NFL players come from uh, South Florida, uh, mainly Miami and Broward County, which is basically Fort Lauderdale. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas High School and down that area has the most players of any high school in the NFL. And, yeah, I mean, the, the, the talent in Florida is just, you know, off the charts, to say the least. I mean, it, it stocks, you know, uh, the Florida schools and uh, and many other schools around the nation, to say the least. Florida high school football is just, uh, you know, risen to the top of what Pennsylvania, Ohio, and even California used to be. Yeah, there's no question that to the last oh. I guess maybe around the time Superior came to Florida in 1990, there's just been a proliferation of uh, talent. And uh, even before that, it started coming out with Florida State, keeping those players within the confines of that uh, football-laden area. And it's been Miami and Florida, Florida State. Uh, Of course, Miami was uh, winning championships as well. But so if you're the coach of Florida or Miami, Florida State, not winning football games, more than likely you don't have the right talent, you're not recruiting the right talent, or you just can't coach. 
Exactly. That's right. And even the smaller schools like, you know, FIU, FAU, where Lane Kiffin's at, you know, they're now better because they're in Florida. And, uh, well, not to mention UCF. I mean, how could I forget them and USF? These are all very, very good teams, to say the least, uh, all because they can get that homegrown talent and Speaking of homegrown talent, I was thinking of you last night, AP, when I saw Julio Jones score the game-winning touchdown. He kind of hasn't been heard from much in the past two years since they lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. And uh, it was good to see him back in the uh, spotlight last night. And I was thinking of you and uh, how highly you've always spoken to him during the years uh, from when you covered him at Alabama, of course. Yeah, we're actually in his hometown right now in Foley. And Love Julio it. Jones, and I, yeah, when I first saw him, I watched him for about maybe 12 seconds. I knew he was the best high school football player I ever laid my eyes on because wow. he was, it was 100, about 100 degrees, and he was practicing like he was trying to make the team. Wow. And yeah, I, he, I see he had all the, the physical ability. He was tall. He could jump. He was fast. He had that stride. He was strong. He was confident, and he could catch that football. He is the total package, AP, and he's a beast. Watching him uh, rambling down the field, put on a beautiful move to break free was, uh, again, feels like it's been a while since we've seen that, and uh, it was fun to see. And, you know, AP, speaking of the NFL, uh, they complete week two tonight with with the Browns and the Jets, which is basically recreating the first ever Monday night football game from 1979 which was uh, the Browns and the Jets, <laughs> um, first ever Monday Night Football game. So that's, the, the, you know, which was, again, decades ago. So, you know, with completing week two tonight, of course, the NFL is off to another exciting start, which is why you can go to my bookie, our listeners. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you to bet with them if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Do you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half, it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of fan that likes to be to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. And use the pro promo code ALLROUND, A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D, to activate the offer. That's promo code ALLROUND, A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. And with that... It's time for our break, and sticking around will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. 
Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, I mentioned in the previous segment about the NFL injuries, uh, and I just want to get your take on them. They were uh, part of a bigger discussion we were having about college football and Felipe Franks, Florida Gators quarterback, breaking his ankle out for the season. But AP, Ben Roethlisberger announced within the past hour, literally as we came on the air, he is out for the season to have shoulder or elbow surgery. AP, like you see so often, typically with knees, there was nobody within 10 yards of him. And he just threw a pass like the thousands of other passes he's thrown in his life with nobody, again, near him. And he instantly grabbed his elbow, and now he's going to have surgery, and he's out for the year, and the Steelers' season is in serious jeopardy. They're already 0-2, so that's a game-changer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a, a great veteran quarterback and winner, and now you're going to have to go with the second-string quarterback for Pittsburgh and uh, the NFL. I mean, that's all you can do. And they traded that quarterback, I guess, Joshua Dobbs, uh, one of the right. backups to Jacksonville. So they're going to have to find a third-string or a backup now for the, for their team and so we'll see how the fellow from uh, Oklahoma State does, Mason Rudolph, right? That's his name. Mason, Mason Rudolph, he actually did pretty well yesterday when he came in the game uh, under very difficult circumstances, of course. And now he's the man. And as you said, AP, you know, they traded Joshua Dobbs, good quarterback from Tennessee who had been with the team for a couple of years, the Steelers. And, uh, boy, that's bad timing. I mean, they traded him just last week. So now they got to find a backup on top of everything else going on, losing Ben. And, uh, and you know, that's not the only one AP. It's, uh, you know, Drew Brees banged his hand on Aaron Donald's hand. And you know who's going to win that, that, that hand banging? <laughs> Obviously, it was Aaron Donald because Drew Brees hurt uh, his thumb. He went to see a specialist out in L.A. where the game was played. I assume that happened this morning, if not last night. And heard this morning, it looks like he's going to have uh, hand surgery, thumb surgery uh, that will keep him out six weeks. Uh, but, you know, let's face it, both Breeze and Ben are, are older. You don't know the re- what the recovery will be. I mean, Ben's out for the season. We now know that. Drew Breeze is supposedly out six weeks, but it's a throwing hand. We don't know what that means. And boy, anybody who saw the high, the film of him walking off the field and he reached down on the sideline immediately after the injury to attempt to grab a football like you, me, and everyone else has done thousands of time in our lives. Uh, he didn't even come close to being able to grip it. He didn't get that two inches off the ground and he just let it go, go kind of in disgust. And that was that. 
Um, so, the, again, I, I can't put it any better, AP. The, the NFL just changed in the span of a few hours yesterday, to put it mildly, with Drew Brees out for the short term, Ben out for the year. Yeah, when you lose quarterbacks, John, it's significant in the game of football. Uh, you know, you can lose a wide receiver or running back uh, to some degree and you still carry on with the same type of efficiency and reproduction. But the quarterback position is so vital, as we know, because that's the highest salary on the team. It affects the head coach. Uh, it affects the general manager. It affects the president of the team. It affects the outcome of wins and losses. So you better have a good backup, and you better have a plan if you don't. <laughs> yeah, and the Saints were the, uh, based on everything I saw, AP, they were the most popular NFC pick for the Super Bowl, I would say. Um, so this one hurts, and then again, uh, you know, Jets are coming into Gillette to play the Patriots this Sunday, and I will be at the game. 20 minutes from where I'm speaking right now, and Sam Darnold is out for mononucleosis uh, with mononucleosis, which is kind of a, a crazy medical condition to have at, at his age, it seems. Uh, so, yeah, so again, things change quickly. Uh, but, you know, looping back to Pennsylvania, the Steelers, Big Ben, and college football, Pitt Penn State, the game of my youth, was played on Saturday. And AP, it was a fabulous game. Uh, went down to the final play and uh, just high drama. It was the 100th meeting. And right now, there is no contract signed for them to continue playing. It, it's conceivable and nothing would break the heart of any Pennsylvanian, including myself, like Pitt and Penn State never playing again. Uh, you know, they... Played for whatever, 80 straight years, 90 straight years. Then there was a gap along the lines of Penn State going to the Big Ten and all that. Then they did a four-year contract. That ended Saturday. and But it ended with a great game. So that that, that was good to see. And AP, I can't, you know, it may not be Alabama-Auburn, but it was perfect because they had Todd Blackledge announcing the game. And I've, I, I've told everybody how in the first four years, in the early 1980s, four years in a row, one of the two teams was number one, and basically the national championship was decided potentially by that game, which used to be in late November in those days. And then to have Todd Blackledge basically saying that very same thing. He played in those games uh, when he came on the air Saturday. I, I was loving it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Todd Blackledge, I mean, that was a perfect um, person at this point, to call the ball game. And, John, I don't know why two universities, two colleges, two presidents can't come to some agreement to continue that rivalry within the state. It's an outstanding game. The, the players yep. want, want to compete. The fans want the game. The alumni, I, I don't know why. Uh, what seems either. to be the reason why they, can't, why they can't just roll over the contracts? You know, AP, it's a great question. I don't know. I was, you know, I knew it was like the last game of this four-year contract, but I haven't done any further digging. And the way they were referring to it on Saturday was ominous, both on ESPN College Game Day and during the game, the announcers, and it didn't sound great. And I cannot overstate how important that game is in the state of Pennsylvania. I just can't. It's uh, when I call it the game of my youth, it's literally my, when it's been played, which is most of my life, it's been my favorite sports of the event, event of the year, every year. Like that's the don't miss for me of all other sports events. That's the one that I will go out of my way to see. I've attended a number of them, both in Pitt stadium and Beaver stadium uh, there's just nothing like it. And you saw it, you, you saw it on Saturday, the chippiness, you know, again, it's not Alabama Auburn, but it's about the next best thing. It really is in football mad Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Really. I just, I mean, the same thing with 
Texas, Texas A&M. I mean, yep. people people tell me that, John, they're not sure that Alabama would play Auburn uh, if it wasn't for the legislature getting together in the 40s and making them uh, rekindle that rivalry. Yeah, well, you make a good point, AP, because they uh, maybe the legislature should get involved. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the show, they did a great thing uh, showing some of the great players, Tony Dorsett, Hugh Green, Mike Ditka for Pitt, and then for Penn State, Franco Harris and Jack Ham. We're both at the game, by the way, but they were also showing, like, highlights of them, John Capaletti, you know, LeVar Arrington, just on and on and on. And both schools have great traditions. And, uh, I, uh, you know, it's not just me. I'm, I'm sure people are mobilizing down in Pennsylvania, especially the way the game was such a great one on Saturday to just remind everybody of how meaningful it is. So I, I'm sure people are mobilizing in Pennsylvania to get this game, uh, you know, going again. Because it just can't go away. Like Saturday just cannot be the final game these two ever play. That would <laughs> no. be a, a true shame. No, yeah. I hope somebody get they get together or beachside shows some maturity and continues right. that series because it, it's word. just a shame. I mean, when, when colleges are all complaining about we can't schedule opponents and we're having difficulty, I mean, there's something right in, within the state that's feasible and it's. It's good for everyone. I don't see. I don't see where it's. I can't see the negatives. I can't. I mean, somebody will have to explain it to me. Right. There are no negatives. There's a little, you know, back and forth talk between the coaches before the game. You know, like in the days leading up to the game. You know, it's all great stuff. It's harmless, but it's fun, and people in Pennsylvania just love it. So we'll see what happens there. And AP, hard to believe we're at the end of another segment. Uh, so it's time for our break and. You will be sticking around on the line for the next segment, so don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Notre Dame at Georgia this Saturday night at 8 p.m. No surprise, it's the national game. And AP, uh, interested in your opinion on this one. Both teams are off to great starts. And these are two heavyweights of the college football world. They played a great game up in South Bend most recently. And now they're between the hedges. Uh, this Saturday night at 8 o'clock, that's must-see TV, AP. Oh, absolutely. It's only played twi- uh, twice in the history of the two programs. Once in the Sugar Bowl in 1980 season, I believe it was. Herschel Walker was a freshman. President Jimmy Carter was at the game. And the Bulldogs prevailed. I think it was 17-10. to 10. Then they went up to South Bend a year or two ago, and it was a tight ball game. And Georgia escaped with a victory. They barely go north of the Mason-Dixon line. They'd been to Michigan, I think, like in 1965, and I don't know if they'd been up uh, north of the Mason-Dixon line since. So that was significant. So for Notre Dame to come to Athens, Georgia, the first time at that SEC school, those tickets would be really high priced because Georgia, I mean, they're primed to be in the college football play once again. Uh, right. Georgia would be too strong, too, too strong for Notre Dame right now. Uh, but stranger things have happened, John, when the ball – is laid on the ground. It, it bounces funny ways, but I think Notre Dame have to have a turnover too, and um, you know maybe create some havoc with their defense. I mean that's where they're going to try to make the difference with you know Notre Dame. They they've got to uh, defend Georgia and that speed and power. Georgia has probably the best offensive line in the conference. Wow, that's saying something. When you're the best at anything in the SEC, that means you're yes. Quite possibly the best in the country or among the best. Right. Um, yes. Yes. It's going to be a great game. It'll be a great atmosphere. AP, you've been down to Georgia on, I'm guessing, many occasions. Uh, yes. Games between the hedges. Uh, where do you rate that atmosphere down there in Athens? Uh, one of the best, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. It's one of the, the top uh, atmospheres in the conference. Um, you know, loud stadium, a lot of people close uh, proximity between the field and the fans and of course they're very loud and and uh, they have a good football team and a, and a great quarterback so it would be very difficult for Notre Dame to win the ball game but it can happen it, it certainly can uh, Notre Dame's got some big receivers and the quarterback's playing pretty well uh, Georgia's receivers are younger but they're, they're, they're playing better so it's going to be a good ball game. Uh, the spread's got to be pretty close. Really. Right. No doubt about it. It's going to be fun to watch. Again, prime time Saturday night. Uh, these two teams are, you know, been in recent college football playoffs, going for the national championship. So, uh, and then they both have a lot to prove because uh, they both uh, haven't won their final game shall we say. So this one's going to go a long way, I think, towards everything from the SEC title, even though Notre Dame's not in the conference, to setting the tone for the college football playoff. So that's going to be fun. Um, You know, another big game, AP, is uh, uh, Michigan at Wisconsin at noon on Saturday. Uh, That should be a good game, too. I mean, these are two... uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, Michigan almost lost to Army. They didn't, so they're coming in undefeated, uh, as I believe Wisconsin is. Uh, so, again, these are two Big Ten heavyweights going at it uh, in Madison. Uh, this will be a game worth watching as well, no doubt about it. Yeah, Michigan, I mean, they've been on the road to Wisconsin before, but uh, Jim Harbaugh, I would say he needs to win this game because he's trying to get to the college football playoff for the first time. And uh, so far, they've probably underperformed. I mean, Army's a very good program right now and took them to the wire, but that shouldn't happen if you're Michigan and you're recruiting everyone that the Army can never have. Exactly right. Um, I mean, 
Michigan uh, winningest college football program of all time. And I, of course, look at things through the Penn State lens, being a native of central Pennsylvania. And uh, Michigan is playing at Penn State Beaver Stadium on Saturday, October 19th. Um, so, you know, this game has implications for the Big Ten overall, for, for you know, Penn State specifically. Will they come in undefeated? Uh, I think we'll know that by about 4 p.m. on Saturday, <laughs> whether or not Michigan's going to arrive at State College in, a, in about a month or so undefeated. Uh, but Wisconsin's a great team, and they have uh, maybe the best running back in the nation, Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah, if he has a big ball game, he'll get his name into the Heisman race. I mean, it's, it's there yes. right now, but I, you know, he's not a favorite or anything at this point. He's fabulous. I watched him in the opening game this year, and I think he had three touchdowns. Uh, he, he's he, he looks terrific, and uh, it should be uh, a great game to watch. So you know, bookend games: one at noon, Michigan, Wisconsin; Notre Dame, Georgia, at eight p.m. That'll be great. And you know, a team that we just can't ignore, and someone I know that you think very highly of, AP Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. They look downright unstoppable. What they did to UCLA, they just uh, they they just rolled them in the Rose Bowl, to say the least. Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts, he, he looks so comfortable in that pocket, yes, John, he and does. when he's even scrambling, his eyes are focused downfield and is making the throws with accuracy and touch, and he has poise, and he just seems like he's so confident and completely understands the philosophy and the uh, execution of that offense. How to execute that offense. AP, I think if the Heisman were voted on today, he'd win it. He'd get my vote. I know that. I think he's the best he's player a in the country so far. He, he sure has lit up the scoreboard for the Sooners and for, for being there just, you know, the springtime and the, and the camp uh, prior to the season. He looks like he's been there forever. Yes. And again, they just look like the best offense in the country and quite possibly the best team in the country. Um, this Lincoln Riley is doing uh, very impressive things here, uh, you know, and only his third year, first two he- two Heisman winners in a row, and Jalen Hurts is basically already in the conversation for Heisman. So, AP, we're off and running college football. It's awesome. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us today and providing your expertise, especially on Alabama. Uh which you cover in person. Uh, so great stuff. Hey, my pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Our pleasure. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.